on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself. And launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Silvani! What about that? Mackay, Mackay! Two in a minute. And they are dancing now, the Blues. Almost Mackay. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian. I'm joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And I wish this was under some better circumstances. Florida! <laughs> Unfortunately, the baggers, we've suffered our first loss of the season. The streak is over. You know, I'm, I'm much like many people out there. I was chatting to blokes at work and we were going through the fixture and it was like, mate, wait, I can't see us losing a game for a year. Like you look at the run... And, yeah. and all of a sudden, the danger game comes out. We lose to the Suns. Look, Lockie, i got to ask you just straight away. What do you make of that loss? A lot out there have been saying, oh, the warning signs have been there in some of our wins. You know, mm. And then you know, you're going to lose. So <laughs> I guess how are you feeling and how are you seeing this loss? I'm so glad that we, you know, we always give it 24 hours or so before doing the podcast yeah. because I, I know – you'd be the same. Very different feeling to when the final siren went to now. Um, yeah. yeah. It's definitely put the previous wins into a bit more perspective. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't always going to be like this, but there, a loss was always going to come. We didn't think mm. that it would be in this kind of fashion, um, but we had to expect it at some point. So, yeah, it's disappointing how it happened, but in the overall grand scheme of things, it, it hasn't really changed a whole lot of my feeling about the team. Um, but, it's just always nice to come into this with a win. Yeah, I still don't know where I sit with everything. I've been, you know, yesterday was so negative. Just everything on social yeah. media, I was pretty negative on things. But I don't know. I think a lot of people are expecting us to come into this, guns blazing, sack the team, sack the coach, who knows, everything like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Knowing that we've, that we've won games of footy, we've banked some wins early, yeah, there were some warning signs, and we'll, we'll go into that in depth as we move into this podcast. But I'm not mm. as down on it because we're 3-1, and one and we've lost one. And I think if I'm going to look at it you know, objectively, okay, I didn't necessarily get as high as some others when we won those games. Mm. Yeah, I come on here Agreed. up and about, and why not? You know, I'm going to enjoy the wins, but I wasn't actually sitting there going, we're the greatest team ever, everything is perfect, I can't see us actually losing a game. It was more done in a bit yeah. of jest. I knew that things were going to happen uh, even before the season. I wasn't sure if we were going to make finals. We still don't know if we will make finals. But I didn't think mm. we were the finished article and that sort of come into fruition in this performance. So I guess yep. I'm not as down on it because of that. But, okay, we need to break down this game. I know before this, before we started recording, we are going through our super coach. We were talking about anything else because we just didn't want to talk about it. But, Lockie, <laughs> what happened? For you, where was the game lost? Why didn't it go to plan? We're all thinking 4-0 coming up against the Suns. You were pretty confident last week when we were chatting about the mm. build-up, not thinking that Thanks the Suns that. were <laughs> the, the best team that was going to be a bit of an easier one, so to throw you under the bus. So what Appreciate happened? That. <laughs> well, I mean, not to put any, you know, gas on the fire, but I, I still don't really rate 
Gold Coast even much more than I did that week because I feel yeah. like we really went down to their level. Um, and I feel like at least with this game, like in some of our bad losses last year, there was so many things that went wrong and it was often hard to like pinpoint certain things. I was like, yeah. oh, just everything went wrong. And there was a bit of that in this game, but I also feel like there is very obvious, clear things to point to where it's like, mm. if this one thing was different, a lot would have changed. Mm. And I don't want to be, you know, putting people under the bus like you just did to me there. But the, the rucks is definitely the first place that I went. And I want to preface as well, I have not been on Twitter since the game. I don't know what the people are saying. So this is all my own <laughs> personal takes and J-Rob, who is watching the game with me. But, you know, obviously that was a domination out of the center, which mm-hmm. meant that we couldn't get clearances and they were just absolutely dominating us, starting from Witsy's hand. Yeah. Oh, 100%. We just didn't get first use the whole game. And we're yeah, so used we to absolutely, it. Yeah, and particularly knowing that everyone's coming out and saying that we're we're just a, you know, a clearance side, that we're only scoring from there, that's not sustainable. Mm. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting. We, we got that taken away from us and we didn't look amazing. So is that is that a warning sign for you with the way that our system is and the way that we're playing that we were so dominant in – Patches like there was that you know Richmond game last quarter dominated clearances went yeah. out to the lead doggies same thing in that second quarter Hawthorne again that sort of first quarter and even throughout the game I felt we still dominated those center clearances to give us a chance by yeah. not necessarily having that dominance is that now alarm bells for you? It's it's a quiet alarm bell. It's 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 a worry if teams are coming into games against us thinking we're one dimensional and knowing mm. that if they can take that aspect away, then it's going to take away a lot of our potential to perform well. But you know, you know, we're going to have the faith in Vossi that he's got stuff up his sleeve and we can mm. adapt here if if we're not going to be able to go, you know, whatever it is, whether pits out for an extended period or whether teams start to adapt. Mm. What about you? It's hard. Uh, you look at our sort of scoring breakdowns that everyone was saying, a lot of it was that from clearances, but I have these stats up from mm. the la- from this game and they were saying that the big issue that we what we weren't doing was we weren't averaging scores from turnover, which is where yep. historically over the last few years, that's where the premiership teams have got their points from. And, and Melbourne averaged a, a, like 54 from turnover last year. And we mm. were, before this game, averaging 43.3. We were ranked, I think, like 11th or something. It definitely wasn't in the top eight. We got 55 points from turnovers this game. <laughs> that was the main avenue that we were scoring from. So it's almost seemed mm. in a weird way that we had fixed that <laughs> to a degree. But then our stoppages that was the big one where we were getting those scores from, those center clearances, they disappeared. And it almost went the other way. So I don't know whether... Mm. And maybe this is a dumb way to look at it, but I wonder if we tried to take away from that slightly to score different ways and then we struggled or whether it was just clearly that that mid-dominance where we struggled in the ruck, you lose Cripper, and we just couldn't get our hands on the footy. I don't know exactly where to sit. Interesting. I think the the good news out of that, if you're going to try and take positives, which, sorry, I know people don't like it from us, but... We're going to come on, on here where the positive podcast, like that's just what we are. I'm going to try to find positive things. I'm going to try and find the things to give you hope. And I think that's one is that the turnovers, mm. we outscored them 55 to 52 
So that's a positive. But their stoppages, they scored 28 points from stoppages. We scored four points. Mm. That's mm-hmm. horrendous. That is a massive differential to a facet in the game that we were so good at. Um, yeah. I guess, was there anything you would have done differently about that ruck situation? We moved Sauce into the ruck at times. TDK is obviously the next one there. Is there any other moves you would have made to try to, you know, try to beat Wits in there because he's just such a big body mm. and he really manhandled Deconing in there? Anything you would have done? I guess Young is the one that we mentioned uh, maybe last week where it's like uh, I would love to see them try him at some point. Um, I didn't – I don't know. I don't know if you agree with this or not. I I didn't feel like Jasos did a bad job necessarily for what Mm. he could do. I I feel like it was more the bulk of the load that TDK did where that kind of felt really dominant. Mm. Um, So I guess trying Young there, but – yeah, wow. It's it's certainly maybe it's definitely boosted pit stocks. Uh, oh, hasn't it? Amongst the community. Um, yeah, wow. He's elite. Hope he's healthy next yeah. week. Yeah, mate. Pitt is now looking like <laughs> buddy Natanui out there. He's looking like Max Gorn. The way that he comes out yeah. of that team and all of a sudden everything just turns to shit. And yeah, I don't know. I I think yeah, that's probably the the one lever I might have tried at one stage. Just because mm. he's a little bit of a bigger body, he's so tall as well. Is is that an idea? And I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't really try too much else. I didn't mind the move later in that second half going, okay, let's just go Jasos in there and try to like outwork him around the ground, just yeah. ha- make him just tire him out. Because if he's having a run after Jasos being that extra midfielder when we're struggling in clearances, we're struggling in the midfield. I thought that was the best way. We're losing the tap anyway. Throw JSOS in there and try to beat them by having that extra tall forward. And ultimately, it didn't necessarily work. But, yeah, it probably would have been the thing I would have maybe tried a little bit earlier. And it it sucks because I think that going into that game, TDK was the perfect, perfect person to play on Mabby or Chol when he goes into the ruck. Just two athletic beasts going at it. And then the big bodies, though. The hard thing is, I think, with the rucks, it's a list hole. And so I don't know yes. what we're going to do with it if, you know, Pitt, it sounds like he's back next week, but say he's out for an extended period of time throughout the mm. season. That's an, that's an issue. It was something we raised preseason. I was pretty heavy on getting an experienced ruck, getting in a body. Yeah, so you were. thank you. Apparently I'm correct on that one. Uh, sign yeah, me we'll up. take that. But yeah, like now that obviously that's done, all we can do is maybe in the mid-season pick someone up. But again, you're probably not going to be getting anyone that experienced that's going to make that much of a difference. Anything you're thinking that we can do because (laughs) with TDK at the moment, he's clearly just not physical enough to be that number one ruck. I think pre-season I was saying, yeah, he he might be ready to go have him as just a solo. I think Mm. that just isn't there yet. Where are you sitting with, with all the ruck things and, and the list at the moment? My brain doesn't necessarily go to like thinking about the replacements. I'm thinking about if we are yeah. going to roll with this, where are the positives? And is there potential? And tell me if I'm wrong. Is there potential that Wits had a fantastic game and he is the exact kind of ruckman that is going to dominate TDK and TDK is going to be able to get on top of some other either less mm. experienced Ruckman or less tap dominant guys moving forward. And then on top of that, 
were our mids just so shocked to be not getting such first use mm. that they can they can adapt more as we move through the season? Do either of those things resonate? I definitely. I mean, that second point is something I really wanted to bring up. I we need to figure out a way and adjust in game if we're not winning the tap. You, you mm-hmm. can't go into that game surely and think, oh, we're just going to win it all again like normal. Like clearly things were going to be a little bit different and it frustrated me that we weren't able to adjust, particularly after that first quarter, what they had eight more hit outs and yeah. we eight to 16 and then we just go, okay, we'll just keep trying to play the same way. That's frustrating. And I know it, it is yeah. very hard when you've got a, a Ruckman at the caliber of a wits where he's just, you know, hitting it well to his, his players and they're getting that first use. It is hard to be second to the ball straight away in those stoppages, but it frustrated me that we maybe just didn't adjust and we didn't find yeah. ways to win the ball anyway. That's the big learning for that midfield. I know Cripper wasn't in there, but we've still got talent and we've been talking about that all season that we've got Hewitt, that we've got Kennedy who was really down this week, Chera mm. really down. Walsh who's just still seems a little bit underdone, but yep. the talent's still there to conjure something. Like I really do like uh, Gold Coast midfield. You've got, you know, Miller, Raul, Anderson. You can throw Alice into there. Like that's a fine midfield, but ours mm. still without Crips should be better than that. And so that's probably the real disappointing thing that they just carved us open and just burst from the stoppage. We never seemed to be able to quell it when they first got that possession, which I don't know. Is that is that a system? Is that a structural thing for you? Is that an energy thing? What what, what do you think was the big cool. reason why after that tap went down, we just couldn't go with Gold Coast? <laughs> we were trying to work out like chicken or the egg with like mm. Kennedy and Chera. We're like, are they are they playing poorly because of the ruck situation, or are they are they just you know playing mm. poor regardless? Oh, Wow, I thought we thought it looked like Kennedy had COVID out there. Like, yeah, it, it, genu- it genuinely looked like he wasn't okay. He, he was fumbly mm. every single time he went to the ball. He couldn't run. All his kicks were like turnovers and like just bad kicks. It was just one of those bad days at the office for oh. him when he's had such a good start. And it was almost the one game that when Cripper goes down, we just could not afford him to be off pace. And no. then I think it just sort of went on from there. And I wonder how much that leadership of, of Cripps and what he's been able to do start of this season. Like we saw the last two years, maybe how bad our midfield's been since Cripper mm. wasn't at his best. You take him out. Like, is that a bit of a concern as well to you? I know I feel like I've used that question for everything. Yeah. But taking Cripps out of that midfield and seeing us act poorly, is that how you see things that if you no know, no Crips, no Carlton, or are you a bit more bullish nah. that maybe it was just an off day on other guys? I'm definitely far more glass half full about that than I am about the Ruck situation. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it, it genuinely just felt like complete outlier performances for both Kennedy and Chera. And then Walsh, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's something there. He's still not that 100%. And then, mm. uh, and then Hewitt was, you know, I thought fine. But still, yeah. you know, he needs the, the the good players around him to be able to be at his best. So, yeah, I'm a lot more confident that that will be able to bounce back um, against Port. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the ruck that we need to work out. Okay, perfect. Okay, technical difficulties. Oh. Looks like we're dropping out and struggling as much as Carlton were as soon as we lost the ruck contest. But, you know, we're working through it. Technical difficulties. Lockie, continue what you, what you were saying. 
I was going to transition to a bit of uh, forward line slash transitioning into the forward line chat. I want to get your thoughts yeah. on that. In terms of being one-dimensional in our kind of the, you know, people say we're one-dimensional about being a clearance team. Do you feel like we're a bit one-dimensional at the moment with how we're going inside 50? I think so. It's weird. Like we seem to be going backwards to what we were doing last year when like the pressure comes. And we, we spoke about this a bit last week. And I wonder how much that is like directive of this is how we're playing, where it seems we get out of jail by contested marks. And it's yeah. if we get the contested mark, we're kicking that goal. And then we get a few in a row. But then as soon as that dries up, we struggle and we can't move the ball. It's, it's an interesting one. I, Another thing that I think maybe was a, a factor, and it, it's hard because I don't know what the alternative is when our Ruckman goes down, and it's, a, it's another one of those list issues because mm. some people have been calling for Murkov into this team, and I just don't know how much they've seen of Murkov. This is no offense to him. I think there's a chance that this guy could be an absolute hidden gem, but he's nowhere near ready mm. for AFL football. If you think TDK okay. got dominated... Murkov would have got absolutely killed out there. It's no comparison, unfortunately, just at this stage in his development. But when we lost Chasos as that forward, as that half forward pushing up, yeah. being at the game as well last week, seeing when things were drying up, just how much he was the he was that guy, was bringing the energy, pushing up more, still kicked a couple of goals. And we've been praising how well he's been doing down forward when everything doesn't yeah. seem to be going well. I feel like we really lost that lever when particularly in that second half, it was, oh, well, we have to throw Jasos in the ruck to try and wear, you know, Jared Witt's down. We mm. really lost him in the forward line. And I wonder how much that yeah. is an issue. And it kind of goes to my yeah. further point that I want to touch on, on just injuries. And I don't want to use this as an excuse because, yeah, like in a way I am, but listen to me, I do not think that injury is the only reason we lost that game of football there wasn't a good effort from everyone to really bring a team consistency to make us win that game. Something was off, mm-hmm. something was not there. And if we can, if we play like that every week, I don't care who's on the field. It's it's not going to equal wins. Agree. But I want, I want to talk just like a little bit on injuries just slightly before I go back to, I guess, your opinion on the, the transition because it kind of plays into it. Where Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of Voss's team, and, and this maybe goes back to List as well, we wanted to play that third intercept defender down back, clearly. That was how Port played. I think Vossi was trying to take that a little bit. We had Gov as that player. It was the intercept mm. and burst by foot. We don't have that. We are not playing anyone else as an interceptor. So when no. we don't have anyone that really has the intercept and foot skills that we've lost out of McGovern. And I wonder mm. how much just one that point changes how we're transitioning the ball out of defense because yep. that's been something that the media have been hot on us. We're struggling to transition the ball out, and that's what good sides do, and we haven't been doing that. Is that a list issue for how the game style is wanting to be played? But then you could easily look at the other side and go, well, Vossi, you can't just rely on one player to make your system work. So I wonder what that mm. plays into it. Like, you know, you interceptor out, who uses it by yep. foot to transition. Ruckman, who gives you midfielders first use. Your best midfielder that not only wins the ball, he explodes, he brings three blokes to him, gets the ball so the other midfielders have time. He can go forward and kick goals, brings energy. Take him away. Take away your high-pressure forward in Corey Durden, who's been kicking one or two, I think, every week. He's the one Mm. that locks the ball in there. 
I don't think many sides are going to be playing well if you take those key structural parts away. Yep. You're not saying it's the only reason we lost, but I think it needs to be chatted about. But do you think that that backline mm. issue of completely almost changing the way we play, because we haven't bought in, I don't know, let's say a Luke Parks to play that role, to be the interceptor yeah. and use my foot. Do you think that that is an issue that we're almost relying on one player to play away and then we just change it? Oh, it's a great call out. It's it's not something that I'd even considered with so much of my focus being elsewhere for this game. But you're so right. You, uh, 14 days ago, we were out there with Gov playing the interceptor, McDonald healthy, and yeah. Young was waiting in the wings, like waiting to get his go. And we're like, oh, he can be the intercept guy. He can be the play, you know, the lockdown guy as well. Um, and then you've got Marchie's going to come back at some point. Mm. Parks is still developing. Akui's developing. It's like, okay. When you look at it that way, there it maybe doesn't sound like a list issue, yeah. and it is all there. And then as soon as the fir- the first two go down, you're exactly right. Young's in. We've got mm. no one playing the role. Plowman's not playing the role. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to fix now, I suppose. Well, maybe it isn't. Maybe maybe that is someone like Parks getting an opportunity. Could you mm. see that? Not sure. Like I, I watched a little bit of the VFL. I didn't study it intently. I only saw the second half in bits. I didn't think he necessarily stood out. He did, did, did some okay things. I'm not sure he's necessarily that interceptor. I think we're still hoping Marchie can come in to be that. But it's definitely yeah. a, a hole on the list is those key position players. Like we get an injury to, God forbid, Charlie or, or Harry at this stage and it's Brody Kemp coming in, which is... Nothing on Brody Kemp, but I don't really necessarily see him as being a super exciting key forward at the moment. We lose a couple of defenders, and all of a sudden it's, mm. well, who's coming in next if Lewis Young goes down? It's mm. it's a bit of an issue, and I get injuries happen. You kind of have to prepare for it, and we said this again in preseason that we maybe didn't get that extra Ruckman and extra key tall to develop through. But, yeah, yeah I just I wonder how much us not having that interceptor is actually playing a role because it's clear that that's mm. what Voss wanted and we were really moving the ball well when I think about that Richmond game at times and the best we looked was throughout that Richmond game where we were just able to calm it down, chip the ball yeah. through Richmond and then even against the doggies before he went down, we were doing the same thing and it was almost like you took that piece away from us and all of a sudden we struggled to move the ball a little bit out of our back half we struggled in that second half against the doggies when their midfield pressure came. Mm. Struggled against Hawthorne when we didn't have it. Struggled against Gold Coast when we didn't have it. So it's a small sample <laughs> size. It's an yeah. issue that Vossi has to figure out because you're either changing your system because you don't have a player or you're fitting someone into that hole. And so uh, that's mm. the interesting thing to see over the yeah. next few weeks. How do we solve that issue while we don't have that mold of player? Because, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, we probably shouldn't have been – I guess, relying on that because you can't really trust mm. one player that is injury prone. Yeah. Let's get Levi back. What's he doing nowadays? Is he oh. is he in the league still? Jeez. What? Okay. I want to hear your hot take on Hated this. it. Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. Oh. Hated it. Oh. Hated it. Disgusting. Like, okay, I, I'm going, you wanted, <laughs> you wanted me to go hard. Um, the listeners, I'm going hard here. This is really this is off, another this is thing that cup. we another thing that we align on. Isn't this great? Oh, okay. I was, I reckon, kind when he played for us. Some might not say kind. I reckon <laughs> I was kind when he played for us. But I'm going big on Levi here. 
Who was your You man? are an absolute nothing footballer. All you can do is kind of mark the ball. You can't <laughs> kick. You can't handball. You can't move. We gave you so much for such a shit footballer. How many games did this absolute numpty play for us, this muppet of a human being? And he goes around, kicks almost. He almost missed that too, which was the funny part. (laughs) He was almost thinking too much of this celebration. He goes to the Gold Coast Suns because he can't get into our team anymore and he grabs the jumper. Look, I could go even harder, but all I'll say is, (laughs) Levi, you are an absolute clown. Like seriously, mate. Learn how to kick a football before you start oh. doing that nonsense. Oh, never come oh, to mate. this club again, you idiot. <laughs> I did not expect I did not expect that coming into this show. Oh, That's great. Mate, I need to fire up something, I reckon. Yeah. Jeez. Someone had to cop it. Yeah. And, and, oh, and I'll go with his wife too because she bought all the <laughs> Levi badges when I went up there the other day taking the piss. Going to the Gold Coast shop to get a Levi Casbolt badge, and the wife had bought a ball. So the Casbolts are in my, uh, in my never again, you know, book. I'm not happy with them. Jay, <laughs> go away from doing assistant coach next year. Let's mark. Uh, let's mark this. I down. love him. Bring him back. <laughs> Jay, oh, where to good. from there? <clears throat> oh, where to? I guess. Was there any other big part of that game that you? What was the reason that we did not play well? We've, we've touched on the ruck. We've touched yeah. a bit on the transition, bit on the midfield, anywhere you want to go, I guess, with that. Yeah, I think uh, uh, if I want to give myself a little pat on the back, seeing as you've done Here that a go. couple of times, the, the couple of blokes that I have have been like a bit down on and want to get some, t- uh, some time in the twos, TDK is one of them, um, and that was before yep. Pitt went down. I, I, I don't know if I'm worried but Jack Martin is really mm. – I, I really hope he doesn't play next week. Not just not just for us to get a win, but I think that man needs to get his confidence up in the twos. Please yep. do a Paddy Dow, have 30, kick three goals, get that into you because he's dropping marks, he's missing goals. <sighs> he's doing – like we've said before, not everybody has to be the high possession, multiple goal-kicking player. Yes. But everybody has to have their role. And his role mm. is to kick goals and do X factor things. You're, you're quoted as saying that. Be the X factor. And he's, he just does, he's just not bringing that. And maybe we still, our expectations haven't changed from when we brought him in. And we were like, oh, mm. here we go. This guy could be anything. And it, I, I still, he can still improve and can still be, I think, in our premiership team. But right now, he is just not giving what other guys yep. could that are not getting a game for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, question just off the top of that. Do you think that he would have played if Durden or then a Motlop was available? Do you think he still sneaks in? It's a good question. I think maybe he does. And I, mm. I think so many of the of the supporters as well are a lot higher on him currently than I am. Um just yeah, maybe it's the name recognition, it's mm. the X factor things. But I, I really don't think he's done a lot this no. season in the in the small sample we've seen. Yeah, I just think there's so many better options there for us right now. Look, I don't want to be too harsh, but I'd even say his whole time at Carlton, he hasn't necessarily done a lot. There's been little glimpses sure. and a couple of games here and there, but consistently has not been there. And absolutely, yeah, it was it was interesting that he 
came straight in after obviously missing a week through. It was COVID, I believe, not an injury. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think he plays. I think Durden stays in and like maybe, I don't know. I, I was almost eyeing Motlop to come into that game anyway. I think I said that in my review. Yeah. But yeah, I think the way Martin is playing currently, he's down on something. I've never seen a guy look, and someone tweeted this, so credit to whoever this was. I'm stealing your opinion and making it <laughs> as if it's mine. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen someone so good in the air do everything possible and yeah. then just not mark the ball. Yeah. Like, I just, it's bizarre, but he's just – he wasn't really near it. And then we brought in Fogarty as another person into that team, brought him in for Big Pit, which some people have lambasted. I'm not too sure who necessarily you would have brought in to for Pit because I don't think there's many other no. options. But I, no. I didn't mind the idea of what they did. And this is why this is why I'll, I'll defend that decision. Is okay. We've lost Durden. We've bought in Martin for him. Basically, we yeah. still don't necessarily really have that pressure tackling in the forward fifty. So we've bought in Fogarty, who we know is that hard tackler, working hard kind of player, to kind of make yeah. up for that. So I think that that's absolutely fine. And you don't that's have right. your mot lot because he's the close contact. What other small forward do we really have to come in and work in that half forward? small forward role. And I just, I don't think there's a better option. So I'm not upset with that, but then you bring him in to tackle in the, in the inside fifties and looking at the stats, do you know how many tackles inside 50 we had for the game? Tell me. Two. Yeah. We did not have a tackle inside 50 in the second half of the game. Now in fairness, Gold Coast only had one in the second half of the game and they only ended up, with what is this about i think it was eight or something like that yeah but that's still a lot better than two and that has been something that's been a big component of i think why we've had so much success early in this season was we're able to lock the ball in bring the pressure bring that tackle pressure and win the ball back from those key areas unfortunately that's an area we struggled this week And, and you look clear at the stats i'll go through a few of them now because you know center clearances which was our real domination well, negative two stoppage mm. clearances, which is something we we did. We were down on last week, interestingly, even in the win. Lost that by 14. Hitouts was the big one. We lost by 33. Inside 50s down by 16. Contested possessions down by 13. Weirdly enough, we won disposals by 36. Kicks by 17. Uncontested possessions by 45, I think it was, which mm. is insane. So there is still that part of our game where we were trying to just slow things down and trying to control it, which you saw us do when we were good. Yeah, yeah. But yep. we just we just obviously were unable to really move that ball forward. It's just, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, and that's why, obviously, it goes without saying there's so much area for improvement here. But for me, there was, all, there was this across-the-board lack mm. of energy yeah, And, you know, you can have your theories about what that could be down to, but it, it ties into the forward line tackling. It ties into the the midfield pressure, the stoppage clearances, all these things. It just, we just look so different to how we have mm-hmm. the other three weeks in terms of energy. And it, like that fight was there. It was there in a, in a few players and they're probably all back half for me. But yeah, look, uh, uh <laughs> I was I was hoping there was going to be a bit of a Vossi spray to fire fire him up, mm. but yeah, 
just couldn't get it done. Yeah. So I guess going on from this, like I don't have too much else. I really want to dissect and talk about this game. Where does that leave you now going for the rest of the season? Are you treating this as an anomaly? Are you treating Mm. this as we've seen similar signs through some other games and it's a cause for issue? Where are you sitting at the moment? Well, in terms of our overall like position as a team, uh, I, I was saying to friends the night before the game, um, like they're like, "Oh, what are you thinking? Like, is Carlton top four? Could it happen?" And this is when we were still three and zero. And I'm like, "If we can make the finals and play in an elimination final, that is a massive tick for this season yep. for the new coach and where we're all at." So, in the grand scheme of things, I still think that we are on track to be a finals team. Mm. Um, you know, sorry, shout out to Adam Cooney for his, <laughs> his great take. Um, no one thinks that that's going to be the case. So I, I'm still confident in our ability to be able to do that because we know what our best is. Mm. But, yeah, it's going to take some some adapting from here yes. because we, we can't do what we just did with the, the structure and game style mm. and all that. So, yeah, are you – that's a pretty, that's a pretty mm. positive take. Are you I like the it. same? Well, firstly, big shout out to Coons. He and I tweeted today. Yeah. I immediately retract that uh, call straight away. So oh, good to see so he's sticking to his hot takes. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. I, I think I've tried to really digest what has happened because we were everyone was every single Carlton supporter was up and about. And yeah. It's very much in jest, and I don't think other supporters truly understand how much we are still actually kind of joking about the whole we're going to win the flag, we're not losing a game for the season. Like, that is clearly a joke. I'm not too sure other people understand that. We were just so happy that we're playing some good mm. footy and we have not been 0-3 and three in 10 years. So you've got to get excited. Exactly. But if you look at it, how we were going into the season – what did I even say? I'm pretty sure I said it wouldn't surprise me if we don't make finals this year. Not yeah, to just, absolutely. you know, backtrack on the last few weeks and go, we've had one loss, so now everything is an absolute disaster. Because I don't think it's like that. It There's other parts that from this season have been so different to last year, even though this game felt so familiar. And it's so hard to build yes. knowing what the past was. But we said it's going to take time. The game plan is going to take time. I was pretty happy talking about last week that, okay, we've only got the contested side and the stoppages. It's a good thing to, to have the building blocks. You can build the rest. And I think the issue was and what I maybe didn't expect was when that was taken away, we'd be as bad as we were. I thought we'd mm. still have other facets. And yeah. I, I still believe in Voss and the – coaching group for what they've been able to do in just a small, small time. Well, Vossi's coached three games. He hasn't even coached four, to be honest. Hasn't had a massive amount of time. I said before the start of the season, it takes patience. It's We're not going to all of a sudden turn around and be the greatest team ever. You saw what we were last yeah. year. Every single Carlton fan went, we have to sack our coach because what we are is deplorable. There's no effort. We mm-hmm. just get these... In, in two minutes, another team kicks six goals on us. That's not happening so far. But in this game, we didn't really get any dominance in any sort of area, which is an issue. Yes. But I do believe we can build on it. Our best is better than it was last year, and we've seen it in glimpses. Absolutely. It's just about getting that consistency. <laughs> and we've had some unlucky and untimely injuries that have hit us at the worst kind of stages. He's got to back him in. You have to sit there and back him in. You've got no other option being a supporter. 
But yeah, I don't, I'm not, it's so easy to go, we've lost this game, we're now a basket case. It's everything we've seen last season. I'm going to hold off. If we do the exact same performance next week, then I'm going to start probably asking a lot more questions. And there's a chance that happens, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely I'm there trying is. to remain as positive as possible because we were so positive after three games, I'm not going to get so down just after one. Yeah, I, I'm completely on the same page. And and we also, yeah, you just got to keep in mind that while there's these big themes and and big reasons why things happened, it's also like the little things, like us just beating Hawthorne. We obviously could have just yeah. lost that game. We could have just lost that Bulldogs game. And in the same in the same way, I don't know. Cripps doesn't go down. Obviously, obviously, we were they, they were getting on top in that first quarter, yes. but maybe that's a different Definitely. story. There, there was that little period there where we got a bit of a run on late, mm. and we couldn't convert. Mm. You never know if we could have then. Mm. If it was just if Pitt played, would we have won? There is a there's a legitimate chance. It's it's the big things, but it's also the mm. little ones. So mm. yeah, you're right. Just got to keep it in perspective and. Yeah, have the faith. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to change the mentality of a team that is honestly, as we've called it, called it out on the podcast, so mentally weak at times where the pressure comes and we just fold. It's hard to change that. Like that Yeah, it is, is a hard thing to turn around in a couple of weeks. And I think that we're better. I hope that we're better. And you kind of make that point. Like I, I tried to break down the stats and look at the quarters to see if there are any kind of positives. And first quarter was pretty abysmal. Like they, we started to kick those first two goals and it was as if, oh, here we go, another 10-goal oh, no. win. Here we go. And then it just it turned. Gripper goes off. We didn't get that sort of comeback. We only beat them in two stats. We beat them in uncontested possessions by two, tackles by two, and uncontested marks was level. Second quarter, yeah. though, I did think we adjusted a little better and we started to come into it. We basically, we won in disposals, kicks, uncontested possessions, only lost contested by two. So we seemed to even that out a bit. Mm. Winning in marks, still losing hit outs, but had more inside 50s by one, more center clearances by one, heaps more tackles, which is maybe because they had a bit more of the ball. But then again, we had yeah. more disposals, so who knows? But... You know, we kicked, you know, two goals, three to their two goals, two in that quarter. We outscored them, but some of our chances, I think, were a little bit easier to get. And then third quarter, you give away those couple of gimme goals by just a couple of dumb 50-meter penalties to start the quarter. There goes your confidence. And it's very hard to be that resilient and keep going And when you know things are against you. And I think that's the big test. When, When the chips are down, I wanted to see us fight a little bit more than we did even though we ended up you know, winning a lot of the disposal in the last quarter, and we won the last quarter by seven. So we won the last quarter by seven, won the mm. second quarter by one point, but first quarter lost by 15. Third quarter was a disaster, lost by 23. We've got to find a way to keep going. And yeah, that's that's the another learning. And I'm happy that at least we're hopefully getting this learning in round four, and it's not something that is going to be an issue for the rest of the season. Like, hopefully we can stamp this out. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I'm optimistic still. Absolutely. Anything else you want to touch on this game before we get to fan votes? Because I don't want to talk about this thing for too long, to be honest. We are so going to forget. To build the energy to even get onto this podcast <laughs> in the first time. Uh, yeah. This one will be long, long forgotten when we're holding the cup. 
Oh, I like that. Like that positivity. <laughs> so let's get into the fan votes. Again, we asked you guys on Twitter to send them in. And thank you. Thank you for sending them in. Uh, your one vote goes to, and there was, this was very close. I believe it was like one or two votes between the guy that missed out and got nothing and the guy that got one. The guy that got no, one is, we're of not gonna, course. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not going to say who just missed out because we only say the names of the three. Sorry to whoever that was. Sorry, mate. You're not important, clearly. Uh, Georgie Hewitt gets the one. Uh, Sam Doherty comes in and gets the two. And your man of the match by far was Adam Saad. What do you make of those votes, Lockie? Happy with them? Don't mind it. Don't agree with them, but I don't mind it. (laughs) So, saying as you don't agree with them, tell me why um, you voted for your players and what have you gone with the 3-2-1? Oh, no. These were This was a lackluster attempt at the votes for me. As I said, I haven't been on Twitter, so I don't... Uh, I, I'm glad to know that my votes were similar mm. enough to to the listeners. Um, so I, I went one for Doc. I've yep. given Williams two. You didn't say Williams yeah. in yours, did you? Uh, well, I haven't said my votes yet. And uh, yeah, yeah, coincidentally, yeah. Williams was the man that missed out by, I think, about oh. one vote to get the one. So uh, we'll, we'll get to a bit of Zach Williams' chat in a second because I'm very excited. Yeah. He's on my agenda. So you gave okay, him the good. two, was it? Yeah, two for him and then Sadi yep. three. Yeah, beautiful. So I'll just quickly jot down mine. I gave one to Doc, two to Hewitt, and three to Saad. I thought, yeah, Doc, we'll we'll touch on quickly, just continues his form, just tries his absolute heart out. He's just, he's the one down there giving everything. And I just wish in that game, everyone else could have been on his level because you potentially get the win there when Gold Coast get that lead, you push back. But it wasn't to be. And then George Hill was really that one midfielder for me that stood out. Like I was, I even wrote down the stats to compare him and, and our mids to, to Gold Coast. And he had 29 disposals, which was our leading out of that midfield while she with 28. But I just didn't mm. think while she maybe had that influence. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess my three was just Adam Saad, which I actually wrote. I think it might have been my first note of the game. Yeah, it was. So I write some notes, little dot points as I watch the game. First one was just, God, we missed Saad last week. His, <laughs> I know. We're talking, about, we're talking about transitions and how much we struggled at times. His ability to just go, oh, I'll just run the whole ground. I don't care if there's 10 guys in front of me. I'll bet you. He's just yeah, unbelievable. I also, I don't, I don't subscribe to revenge game theory, but I think his best game that I can remember from him was the Bombers game last year. Yeah. And I don't know, there was just something a little bit extra about him in this one. Didn't you feel? I just felt like he just went to another level at times. Oh, I'm going to take this on. I don't know. I tell you what, the commentators were trying to make it seem like it was a grudge match for Adam Saad and the fans. And I was like, mate, I don't think he gives a shit about Gold Coast. Like, I forgot he even played for them. I I think it's Bombers and Carlton. I don't think he cares or even remembers what happened on the Gold Coast, to be honest. And he probably played, like, his most games there. I have no idea, but yeah, no, no, I, don't, I don't think he cares about what happened there. That's fair. Oh, well, there you go. I'd completely, gee, I had zoned Kelly out that much oh. on, on this one. We had her down on about level two volume. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a tough listen. Can she learn how to pronounce our Ruckman's name, please? <laughs> that was one of my notes I wrote down. Oh, she was. She's not going to get the Casbolt treatment. <laughs> that was one no, of the I... hardest calls to listen to. Oh, I was, 
Yeah. Me and my girlfriend, even my girlfriend who's not that massive into footy was just like, I don't think this chick knows at anything what she's talking about here. And yeah, it was not a good call. It was very, it was, it was a struggle. Um, but we digress. I want to talk about this man. Tell me why you loved Zach Williams' game because I think I must have seen the game a little bit differently. And I'm not necessarily a, a ZW hater, to be honest. I, mm. I don't dislike him as much as some. But yeah, why did you yeah. like him so much that you gave him the two? Well, firstly, don't you dare put words in my mouth saying that I loved his game. Didn't love his game, but when I was looking at the players to do the votes for, I was like, oh, gee whiz. A bit a bit slim pickings. Mm. But I think that the positive thing for me with him, and maybe this is maybe this isn't the way that we should be doing our three two ones. Because I was thinking of it more in like the I'm I'm seeing this guy get a stack of the ball and this is what I've always wanted to see of him where I'm always like yeah. when are you going to when are you going to be that guy who puts their hand up whether it's in the midfield or in the back line and is like I'm going to be the the one kind of leading the way and that's how I felt with him I felt like Doherty was you know I felt like he did some I don't know was probably better with the ball than Williams but I just had him ahead of Doherty in this one because of how I don't know I'm trying not to just look at the the 36 touches, but I just felt his impact on the game more. Yeah. Um, definitely did some things that you don't love to see, and I and I know and I already know why your reasons are going to be. Yeah. So I and I get that, but I'm like, at least it was a positive for me. Where it's like, okay, Williams, like I feel like he's coming into his potential a bit more than of, of what we thought mm. he could be for us. Yeah. Where last year he was this fifteen to twenty possession guy, not really near it, and at least this season, it I feel like he's been better. Mm. But over to you. Yeah, look, I I don't think it was horrendous. I, I don't I don't think that at all. And yeah, uh, great points that you've made. I I do love that he was taking the game on. He was the one down there that I think if him, Doc, and and a few others, Weedering and whatnot, if they're not in that team, we lose by another. 30 goals because they stopped so much and were able to try and rebound and start the game yeah. for us. I think the reason I was still a bit frustrated with his game, it's just you can't be making some of the mistakes he keeps doing for the player that he is and the player that we want him to be. And that's what's getting frustrating because I already am a little bit down on the way sometimes like Nick Newman can turn over the ball when he tries to bite off a little bit too much. I feel like Zach Williams is the same where he's just yeah. not getting those kicks off. And at times, like, you have to try it. And in this game, sometimes maybe we didn't do it enough where we're down. Just take the game on. Just hit a 45. Try and attack that corridor. Yeah. Instead, we just went down the line. So maybe I'm a little bit off on that for, for Zach Williams where he was one of That's those fair. trying to push it. But I, I didn't have him anywhere near the, the, the few guys that I was like, yeah, you guys were my top. Like I had Weedering almost getting a vote just because I thought he was super solid, did everything, mm. tried his hardest to stop it. And I didn't really feel like he made too many mistakes personally. But yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm just wanting more again from Williams. Like, yeah, cool. You got the 36, but I still saw this, 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 and this that you did wrong. Mm. And I want you to be better because you're not like a young player anymore that's developing. You should be the finished article. And he, I just want a better performance when maybe the whole team's down. But maybe that's a bit harsh. I'm yeah. not sure. No, I, I think that's totally fair. It, it's still, it, I still have the ripping my hair out moments every single game with some of those kicks. But, I, like, uh, yeah, I, I look at it positively, the point that you made, where I like that he, yeah, he's always going to give it a crack. 
at th- yeah, those bits, at and they're the they're the things that lead to those game swing goals and you know those awesome plays that we mm-hmm. love to see. So I like that he's that guy that tries it, and yeah, and I feel like when the whole team is up as well, like those things just seem to work out. Where in this game, it felt like everything that could go wrong did. But yeah, so no. That's all. No, one hundred percent. Did you want to jump to some fan questions for me, Lockie? If you think that I have been scrolling through the questions <laughs> while we've been talking, you would be mistaken, my friend. Um, no, I'm happy to. I'm happy to pad some time, and I'll pad some time with a question that I'm, I was going to save, but it's interesting because there was a lot of heat coming towards a certain Tom DeConing after this yep. performance. A lot of people saying he's just not up to it. What are we doing with him? And almost, almost went on Twitter. I did say at least, at least I backed him up a little bit, and I said he's only twenty two years old. Like, let's just yeah. calm down the slander. Um, but I've got an interesting point here. I've got an interesting thing because at the moment, <laughs> and 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 maybe this doesn't work with the list that we currently have, but yeah, he's struggling a little bit forward. He isn't really kicking the goals. He isn't really influencing being in the right spot a lot of the time. He isn't going to be that dominant Ruckman at the moment with his build. He's still not 100% there. He's athletic and he can jump over a few guys and he's a perfect second option. But coming up against the big hitters, a guy that I actually wrote this down, forgot to say it. When um, Gold Coast played Melbourne, the game I went to, they won the hitouts 49 to 35. Gold Coast. And I thought yeah. Wits absolutely towed up gone watching that game. So Wits is clearly a really good ruckman. Fortunately, yep. Tom struggled in this game. After seeing his brother perform on the weekend down back. Oh yeah. Do you think that there's a chance? And it probably doesn't work with the list that we have at the moment. But is there a chance that you could at some stage swing him back and maybe <laughs> alleviate and have someone else be that third tall, or maybe he's that third tall with his marking and, and running ability. Is that an option for TDK if we're going, well, is he a ruckman? Is he a forward? He seems to be struggling at a bit of both. We've seen many people, we've seen, you know, Jonesy get chucked down there, Gov get chucked down there. Is he maybe the next great center half back? Because we know he is athletic and can take a good grab. Is it an option? Mate, this is very off-brand for you. I feel. I feel like you. I feel like you seldom go a real crazy positional change for Why a not? player. So it's, I love it. We're per- four rounds in. Let's do it. A bit of personal growth. We love to see that <laughs> on the pod. Uh, and I'm going to put you back in your box. No, no. not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see it personally. I agree. I agree that uh, young Sam is looking good down there. I think I'm I'm with you about the age. Like it's mm. we it's like the the number one thing that everybody knows in footy about rucks taking longer to develop. And I, I yeah. still think that I have full faith in this man that mm. he can be that all Australian ruckman one day. And I see it there. Yeah. And he's so close in all these elements. Like mm. how many of these marks does he just bobble out? And they're gonna start sticking one day and he we know he has the hops, he can get up there and he'll be able to do those and that new hit out to advantage one day. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see where how that would happen with, with I guess, the current mm. makeup of the team. It, like, obviously not yeah. this season, but in the future. Um, yeah. But look, I like it, mate. Chuck them. Chuck these Bring ideas out there. 
<laughs> get the conversation going. I love it. Why not? You Let maybe, us know you... if you're if you're watching this on YouTube. Put in the comments. Am I an idiot? Should we should we just keep him Ruckman or am I onto something? I'd well, you probably. I think people are going to tell you you are onto something because you may be shocked to know that pretty much every question is about the rucks uh, oh, and doing and what we're going to do differently. So, and that kind of transitions into our next week talk a little bit. But Beautiful the segue. Situation. So Tom Tom Wavy asks it: If Pido isn't fit, are we going oh, to no. stick with JSOS and TDK, or is there Murkov? Sandy has asked about uh, bringing Murkov Murkov in. Ewan, fixing the ruck. It's fundamental to our best footy. Mm. Jack looks better than TDK in there, which I agree. What's yep. the fix? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> wish I knew. Wish I knew. Um, okay. Well, firstly, no. Uh, I don't understand 100% no. It's, You've got an eight-step plan. I think here's my 180-page manifesto <laughs> I've written overnight on how to fix the Carlton rucks. Uh, In conclusion, no, <laughs> Oh, you've lost your mic again, Lockie. As soon as you try to say something witty, you've just disappeared. That's what you get. Bit of karma for you. Oh, go on. Solve it. So, <laughs> look, I'm not too sure exactly how much you can do different with the list that we just have at the moment. Like, the Probably Lewis Young's the option to throw down there, and that's probably yeah. an option if McDonald is fit again. And I would like to see them maybe go with the three tools if they think one of them can be an interceptor. And we said this last week, I believe. Get two of them in and have Weedering maybe play that role. He seems to be good yeah. by foot. We know how good he is marking the ball. Maybe use that because, and maybe it's going to haunt me again, but with Port having a few injuries out, I don't think that their forward line is super deadly with their tools. I don't think that they're... Agree. Like we're desperate for Weedering to have to play on one of them if we have a McDonald and a Lewis Young. So maybe that's an option where you can do, you can switch things around and maybe Lewis Young can hit out in the rocket stages. But it's tough. Like we just don't seem to have a lot of options apart from that. And was yeah. it just a bad game from TDK as well? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't have many answers, unfortunately, with the Rucks. I would not be looking okay. at Murkov, just keep developing, son. Yeah, you'll eventually get a crack in a couple of years' time. Uh, what are you thinking? Any mm. names come out? Anything that you think maybe the midfield can do differently to help with the ruck situation or anything like that? Yeah. No, I, I think personnel-wise, yeah, we are a bit hamstrung at the moment and there aren't really too many other options. Um, yeah, McDonald coming in could be interesting. I mean, yeah, if, if that means that Young could be able to do something different and he'd have a bit more room. But, yeah, look, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a, a, a tough one. And, and this leads into this question from Maddie B, who uh, is, was pretty frustrated with the performance. And, and he's with me. He said he hopes that Martin isn't in the team next week. But a couple mm-hmm. other names, with, which we haven't really talked about too much, Fogg we touched on, and yeah. then Plowman as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on Plowman? Because for me, he would not be in my first handful to come out. Oh, man, I hate that we are the same person. I, again, didn't – I don't know what I'm seeing. I don't know what I, other game everyone's watching. I don't know how out of that game you have gone plowman first name out of that one. I don't know what he necessarily agree. did wrong. Like, and I'm not I'm – not, you're staunchly going to come here and be team plowman because I think when you're looking at that back line at the moment, 
if a stocker comes in, which I think we'll touch on when we talk about the Port game, if stocker comes in, he's probably the first one to come out in that back line because, yeah, and and I'll steal this one because that's what I do. Um, from Paul Sev, who said this on the fan cams, he was talking about Plowman, and he just sort of said he does, he's a little bit one dimensional, like he's just that small defender. And he doesn't really have that burst. He's not a possession winner. And when you look at the other guys in there, I just thought it was the, the perfect summation of what I didn't know I was thinking of, okay, well, you got Newman there, wins the ball. He's sometimes a bit suspect with it, but at least he can add something to the team. Same with Zach Williams. Sard's good down there. We know what Stocker can do. If Plowman's just in there as that small defender, if you can try and trust your system enough to cater it in the way that you've got Stocker's hardness, he's probably that first one to come out because he doesn't offer anything else. He's just that yeah. I'm a defender. So while I didn't necessarily think he had a bad game, like I, I, there's maybe a couple of points you can go that was bad, but there was a couple of times that I noticed him going in hard to a contest on the wing where the ball was in the air and he had to go and he went. And then he followed up by a second effort tackle, wins the ball, gets it going. And I just I didn't think he was horrendous. I, I'm not yeah. sure what seems to happen as soon as we lose a game of football. It's Plowin's the scapegoat. And I don't yeah. necessarily think he's the greatest player ever. He's probably not in the best 22. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm not seeing. And again, let us know in the comments what we're not seeing with Plowman because I just didn't think he was that worse than many others down there. And that's that's exactly what I, I, I would love, honestly love to see some comments mm. about this because I I agree. I feel like whenever this happens, it's like Plowman is a scapegoat, but no one is putting their finger on what it is about him. And I think you're right. I think it is the, the, the summation that you discussed. Mm. He doesn't do the flashy things. And so therefore, if he's not doing the eye-catching things, he's not doing yeah. anything, which I think yeah. is so not true. And I, I don't think Jay Robert will mind me saying this, but he could jump into the comments if he does mind. He he, I, I know that he's loud and proud in the in the Plowman hater brigade, and is the opposite of us. And there, there was there was an example in the game where Plowman's player kicked a goal, and I was like, let's pause and go back because this is the kind of thing where people look at Plowman and go, you've just cost us a goal. And there was about seven things leading up to that guy where other guys made mistakes which meant that Plowman was in no position to defend. And so, and we've spoken that in the past. It's always, he's always the one that ends up on the mark or it like always yeah. ends with him. And I'm also not saying that he is in our premiership side. I feel like you're yes. going off on Casbolt here. I do not think he <laughs> is in our best eight defenders. Yes. But, and I also don't, wouldn't be unhappy with him coming out of the team. But he's so far from the reason yeah. why we lost this game, which is so many, not the comments to us, but the comments that are out there. Yeah. Ooh, had to get I, off I feel like I feel like that exact moment was the same one I had with one of my group chats where someone was just like, fucking plowman again. And I was like, well, it's incredibly difficult when the ball is coming in that hot, <laughs> that quickly, and you have no time as a defender to deal with it. Like there's a couple of times where you just can't, you can't help it as a defender yeah. that your opponent is getting a couple of meters on you. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll park yeah. the plowman chat. I feel like we're always the defenders <laughs> of him. But we don't, I know, we like don't... We're that big on him anyway. It's so odd. It's, I, if we get to my changes, he's out this week. So oh, I he's don't know out. I'm defending him oh, that yeah. much. But <laughs> so good. Do you have any other uh, oh. fan questions for me? 
Yeah, I think we've got one one to close out from George K. And it will lead into our port chat, I think, as well. Beautiful. And just out, summarize everything nicely. I'll, I'll, I'll go verbatim. Why does it seem the players have no pride in their performance? Not only was it a chance to avenge last year's awful performance against them, mm. but it was also a chance to make a statement and go 4-0. Now we return to the pack. Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's a really good, really good point he makes there. Like, that was the one of reversing a team we should be beating, even with a bit of personnel out. Let's go out and do it. And we just, we didn't. You did talk about that loss last year where we just never seem to play well against Gold Coast. Why is it always Gold Coast oh. is the one that we get the loss to when we don't want it? Um. Yeah, look, I don't have a good response. I wish I did have a reason of why we just dropped off so much in that game. And that's that's the big learning thing for Vossi because this has been what we have done previously. We've had this game of, oh, we have to win it or this is the easy one to win and we lose it and we lose yep. it poorly. Everyone, we just get torn apart in that midfield. Teams just run the ball coast to coast. Like I have another stat here if I'm just going to throw out something there. From kick-ins, they scored two goals from kick-ins. We scored three points from it, as in mm. transitioning the ball the whole way. Like, that's yeah. that's garbage we were doing last year. So, I don't know. I don't know what it is that got us to transition almost straight away to very close to what we were doing last year in this game. Mm. Um, do you think yeah. that it's a, a, a pride thing, a mental thing? Do you have anything off that off that question? I think the way that I would summarize how I'm feeling based on that, not one single Carlton fan could put their hand up and say they thought we would be 4-0 at the start of the season right now. Not That was never going to happen. We, we sat here and I said that we were going to be 2-3 and three after five rounds after playing Port. Mm. I know that doesn't justify this performance, but yeah. to think that we were never to think that we were never going to show any signs of what we were mm. last year, would would be ridiculous to think, and like you said, we we're getting a little bit carried away, not as carried away as the media yeah. and every, everyone thinks that we were. But we were we thought that this was going to be a win for sure, and yeah. there are such clear reasons why we didn't lose this game. Pit out, Crips getting injured, the structure falling down, no intercept defender, like you said, our forwards couldn't kick anything. Like, yeah. Mm. It's just like there's – it's so clear where we can improve and some of those things aren't going to be fixed for next week. But you just got to – you just got to have that positivity in you, I feel, that we are still 3-1 yeah. and one and do not get down on this team now because we are in the top mm. eight and you couldn't have said that at this mm. stage for mm. bloody ages. Yeah. Like if you're a fan and you've come to the games and you've been the person to – you're walking out of the ground and you start singing the song and you're saying lids off and you're all of this. You yeah. cannot now turn around and go, oh, we're garbage again. I'm not going to the game. Stuff Carlton, same old shit. Like you just can't have that kind mm. of change in support. And for me, it's just this is the test. Like I'm hoping this was the wake-up call of for whatever reason, maybe they got ahead of themselves, maybe, who knows, whatever it is. Yeah, This is the, okay, we stuffed up this week. We saw that, you know, Gold Coast, they had played okay against Melbourne, had a stinker against GWS. They came out and they ended up winning. Yes. This needs to be what we never seem to do. We need to have that reaction game where we've had the bad one. Whereas like last year it was like, oh, we lose against, you know, I think it was like 
West Coast or whatever to the Waffle team, come out next week, lose again. Like we we seem to do that quite a mm. lot as the old Carlton. This is the time mm-hmm. to turn around and go, okay, I don't care that Port has not won a game of footy. I don't care if they're potentially rushing some players back because they're desperate. Yeah. We just got to make got made to look like an idiot. That's not happening again. And I'm hoping that Vossi yeah. is the man because he strikes me as that. That, you know, mm. they'll go about their systems as usual as if they didn't just lose a, a game of footy. System's always the same, but there's that little bit in him that goes, don't you dare do that again. Like, I dare you do that again. What's, what's going to happen, mm. boys? So, mm-hmm. nah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous now that this yeah, result's gone its way, but I'm looking forward to it. So, let's get into the Port chat. As I said. Love it. Of course, of course, Port haven't won a game and we're coming up against them. That always seems to happen. Oh, they looked shocking in that game. My word. And they, yeah, they're, they're like us. They've got so much to play yeah. for now to put some respect back on their name. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Apparently, there's there's whispers that they're going to be bringing back Alira Lear, that Robbie Gray is going to come back. Of course, that man has to play against Carlton. He always seems to. So I think this is, the, this is the big test to see... Have we improved from last year? Are things a blip? Was it just this contested anomaly? Or are we a good side that can make finals? Can we stop Robbie Gray having a big influence? Can we nullify Mm. that intercept marker that we know is going to do well if he comes in? A team that needs a win, we can't be that bunny anymore. We simply can't. So I'm excited. And apparently there's no lie set in that team. So... Does that make? Yeah. I got to ask you this question. Does that make you excited knowing that if Pitt doesn't come up, we don't come up against a big bull in in, in big Scotty Lyset, or does it bring you back to when we were laughing about this no name Peter Laddams no, coming in, and all of a sudden he had like the greatest game anyone's ever had? <laughs> no, I think it's <laughs> you're right. Gee, that gives me PTSD. But you. <laughs> no, I think I think so. I think it's a positive. Uh, obviously, we don't wish. Players get injured, um, but sorry, um, <laughs> no, I take it back. I take it back. No, I wish him. I wish him good health. Of course, uh, I just hope he keeps no, no goals. That's all I want. Obviously, obviously, but I think it is. I think it's a positive thing for us to win. Um, I'm not sure what wines also got subbed out of that game. Hope that yeah, okay. But I think there's a chance that he will miss, which is a positive for us to in terms of winning. Mm. Um, but hope that he's okay. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It, interesting if, if they do rush some of those guys back because last time I looked at the timelines, they certainly weren't supposed to be coming back yeah. this early. It feels like a very Carlton thing to do of like, oh, shit, we need a win. Uh, can yeah. you walk? Oh, I'm still in a moon boot. Uh, take that off. <laughs> you're coming out there this week because you're better than the reserves. So, yeah, hopefully we can turn yeah. it around and and make Port look a fool for maybe potentially rushing these guys back. but. Before yeah. we get into the changes, which I, we've been going a bit late in this one, which I didn't think we'd get to an hour. So we've done well, no, to be honest, neither. Lucky. We've done incredibly well, <laughs> like us to talk for a while. But is there a key for you to winning this game? Is there something you're going, if we do this, we win? Or, or what are you looking to see out of this game that maybe you haven't from the, the Gold Coast one? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame that this is the first thing that came to mind after we say that we hope that we aren't one-dimensional but isn't it going to be the clearances like if we if we could if we get on top in the middle and get those yep. clearances game done how, 
game done. How are we going to lose? So that's the thing that I'm hopeful to see. And I hope yeah. that we, we see just a, a, a different kind of outlook to, last, to this week. Because, mm. yeah, lo- like you said before, it doesn't matter what changes we make. If we play in that same manner, it's not going to be a dub. Mm. Yeah, I-, I just want to see the energy back. It seems like when we were yeah. down, it was that thing against Hawthorne as well. No one up in front of the balls moving. No one in the midfields making options. We lose possession of the ball. It's like we're, we've, we're gassed and we can't keep running with the opposition. I just want to see the energy up because that's when we've looked the best. When we were hounding the dogs, when we're doing it to Richmond, yeah, first quarter against Hawthorne, that's when we look the best. And it's clearly in this group. We know it's there. If we can get that supremacy in the clearances, get that up, mm. get scoring from that back up. We've seen in this game I mentioned with the the turnovers scoring. If we can get that higher, yeah, then that's that's a better performance. And I'm hoping for four quarters because we haven't seen that really at all this season that a solid four quarters i think this is the week to do it bounce back prove to the people that have hyped you up and now have just left you in the gutters as if they didn't just hype you up for three weeks make them look like a fool for questioning us and i know they don't listen to outside noise and they don't care but i are hoping to see a bit of a response so changes what are you doing, Lockie? Because I, I want to give you a little bit of news that I am. Uh, oh, I've just been researched. So a bit of breaking news, and oh, good to see that us. my uh, my my father is reading the same news that I am because he's got this one, and we plug this man or woman a little bit. Um, it is from at up the baggers on Twitter. Says from sources. So here we go. He's got the inside scoop. The inside scoop. Says Patrick Cripps scans revealed that he has escaped any serious damage to his hamstring and he's most likely to play this week versus Port Adelaide. He'll be monitored this week. Oh, that's big news. If true, if that squirt, if that barbecue sauce is (laughs) correct, he is playing this week. So if wrong again, send the abuse. No, don't, don't send the abuse. Um, but we will, uh, that's not, that's not me saying that that's up the baggers. He's normally pretty spot on with this stuff. So that's very exciting if that is the case. And he also says, and I don't know if this is then sources or a bit of personal opinion, but says Liam Stocker likely to make his return pit net good to go. And obviously Corey Durden should be absolutely fine. So does that change? Wow. Your ins and outs for this week, that little bit of breaking news that Cripper is the fittest he's ever been and he's ready to go. <laughs> I think maybe you should have led with that at the top of the show. <laughs> I feel like that may have just put a bit more of an optimistic outlook on things. Obviously, that's great news. And obviously, that changes my thinking. I, I wasn't mm. sure whether Pitt yep. was going to be good to go or not. Not that this is definitive, well, maybe... but that's, that's positive. Yeah, well, maybe we go almost a... If this happens, these are your yeah. ins and outs, and we'll and we'll see how things are going. So let's go off this news: Cripper and Pitt are playing. Which, sorry wow. to just about to ask you a question and then keep talking more. That seems like more like bread and butter. But <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting with Cripper's injury too. It made me feel a bit confident that it wasn't a running hamstring. It was yeah. like a, he bent down and all of a sudden felt it. And then, yeah, as you you will know, I'm about to say, was jogging. 
yes. as if there wasn't a hamstring issue. That made me feel like it wasn't too bad, that it was maybe a one or two at worst. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, what yeah. are you doing if those two are playing? Because Pitt has <laughs> that, to come in. That medical degree is is doing you well, isn't it, Dr. Brownie? It is. <laughs> um, but I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, you would bring Pitt in, would you? Yeah, I don't know. Nah. Yeah. Maybe needs a week to freshen up in the twos. Can't <laughs> just be rushing these guys back. Got to earn it. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Well, I think as much as I as much as I was all for giving TDK a rest while Pitt was healthy and rolling with the one ruck, I think we're probably best to keep TDK in and, and get JSOS back to that full-time role, get a yeah. bit of stability back into this team. So it wouldn't be him. Um Martin would be the first out for me. Um, I thought Boyd was respectable in, in his three quarters. Yeah. I, I forgot about him. He stayed in my team because I forgot he even uh, played, to be honest. Um, but I thought he was fine. And that's yeah. not a hit. That's not a knock on him. It's genuinely that I didn't think he really put a foot wrong. I loved game. a little bit of loved the bit of candy he sold and then was able to burst through and G. <laughs> That was the perfect kick. It was just that the Gold Coast defender got there. But that's yeah. what I want to see him doing, taking the game on, hitting those kicks. I, I was pretty happy with him. And if he can give that performance when called upon, because no one is expecting him to be best 22, if he can yeah. do that and keep building, Absolutely. it's not a bad option if any of our sort of halfbacks or anything like that, uh, I guess, go yeah. at some stage. I agree. So with I've got you. to change um, my ins and outs because I forgot yeah. about it, to be honest. Well, I want you to give me yours first because I'm looking at these names and I'm overwhelmed because now there's just too many possibilities. <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead and then I'll critique um, you. Well, maybe we should just go um, on the fly as we always yeah. do on this episode. We didn't even have a run sheet this week. If you couldn't have told, couldn't tell that one. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't notice, uh, but maybe we'll just go like the ones that we originally had and we can figure it after because I think the ones that sure. are stay for me is. Stocker after his VFL for performance, I think he had 30-something touches. He looked 100%. immaculate when I saw him. He was just winning everything, using the ball well. He's hard nut like he normally is. And it reminded me of his, his effort last year against Southport when he ended up coming into the team the week after, where just was clearly a standard above. So I think he's had his couple of weeks now coming off that injury, as I, as I know, being the doctor myself. So Stocker comes in. I take Plowman out, uh, even though we've defended him a little, just because <laughs> I just think there's others maybe offer a little bit more. Agreed. Down back, I think Durden comes straight in for Fogarty. I think Fogarty's fine to be that next step in if we mm. need him. He wasn't bad. He wasn't good. He's just he's there. Um, but, yeah, Durden comes in for just everything he's done earlier in this season. His forward pressure was missed. And he's just a bit of that spark down there. Um, and then, yeah, gee, it's hard because I don't think your, your Boyd probably comes out for Crips if Crips is fit. I think that's probably the easiest one for that. Um, mm-hmm. And then Pitt comes in for Jack Martin for me. I think you've got your dirt and yep. maybe we're a little one forward two less with that lineup. But... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think you have to have Stocker, Durden, Cripper, and Pitt in there. And I think the others probably yeah. are the simplest, easiest ones to come out. 
Yeah. No, I I really like all of that. And I guess that leads into, I guess, the the snubs. And maybe if, if Cripps mm. doesn't pull up, is it Dow? Yeah, I think it has to be, which is yeah. probably the best time. He's had a couple of games now where he's been Rippers. electric. I don't know exactly how many stats he had. I'll try and pad this for time while I load up my Smithies VFL app. Shout out to Smithies, big sponsor yeah. of the pot. No, <laughs> the, the other guy, the other guy I'll throw out there for to get his numbers was was Kemp because I haven't heard a, a lot about okay. him recently. But he's another guy, um, I guess, in the VFL that you know he could be yeah. around it. If you're gonna, if Boyd isn't going to be the mm. sub this week, then maybe one of these other guys get to go as the sub. Yeah, so thanks for that. Um, thanks for padding that time while the app loaded. Got you. Uh, <laughs> Paddy Dow got 24 disposals. Pretty much didn't really play the last quarter, so not too sure why they ended up pulling him. Doesn't seem like there was an injury. It seemed like maybe it was a managing. I- I'm not too sure, but yeah, yeah, he was really good when he was in there and kicked a goal last week. He was exceptional, so it wouldn't surprise me if he would be the one to come in because you look at the other guys to come in, I guess, as a midfield if you want someone else. And, gee, there isn't really anyone else to come in to just play pure midfield. The interesting thing would be if, say, Cripps doesn't pull up, there's still any chance that he's not 100% and they went, we've got enough midfielders, we go a different position, which is where maybe your Brody Kemp comes into it. But I don't know. I didn't think he was amazing. He had... What, 19 touches here in the end, didn't kick a goal. I'm starting to worry that he's maybe a bit lost with his role down in the VFL. Mm. He seems to be playing this sort of forward-ish role, and I'm just not sure that's the greatest option for him currently. But, yeah, I'm not too sure what to do with him, but there's no one else really standing. Like, (laughs) weirdly enough, like, Cottrell played really well again. Yeah. Absolute burnt um, Gold Coast out with his running capacity a few times got on the end of a couple of snags, but I wouldn't be calling for him in at any stage. Um, and then you've got no. Nunes just being that solid guy again. He's always around it. Goal. But again, I'm not looking to really bring him in at this stage. Really the ones that are really calling for it is Dow and Stocker. And even a Motlop maybe. Like, can you see a world where mm. he makes his debut and comes in for maybe a Jack Martin? Mm, I can see a world. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. As long as he's feeling all good after his health and safety stint, um, <laughs> I could see that. And if we're talking about midfield, shout out to J Rob. One of the things he threw out there on the weekend. What about giving Williams another go back in the middle? Yeah. Look, it's it's an option. I don't necessarily love it. Um. Like, I'm surprised when you have, like, a Fisher that I don't think is playing necessarily well. Like, there's a – I'm going to, yeah. like, rattle off a couple here that maybe aren't playing amazing. Like, your Fisher, your Martins, those kind of guys, yeah, they haven't played well so far this year. And they're, I think, lucky at the moment that we don't have a lot of other guys in their roles in the twos that are playing that well. Like, we don't really have those other yeah. half forwards. Like, a Honey's not there – yeah, um, Motlop didn't play. Cunningham's injured, still obviously recovering. So there isn't a lot of pressure on those kind of spots. Um, I think I'd almost rather at stages like a Fisher being that burst, a Martin getting opportunities to spark him, to do something if he's out there mm. and you've got the option. We saw that work a few times under T, getting him in the center clearances and, and he was doing something. 
Surprised mm. me that we didn't try a couple and pull a couple of levers there this week. But I don't know. I'm not sold on throwing Zach Williams in there just yet. I think if his fitness is there, I wouldn't mind him maybe going on a wing at stages or even mm. maybe this is a shout. I'm throwing Here people into different positions. We seem to have a lot of those halfback flankers going. Yes. Maybe a little bit of half forward time for him. We've seen him kick goals wow. previously. I remember last year in preseason, he seemed to be playing like mid forward at stages. Mm. And he seemed okay. Like I remember that St. Kilda game. He got that goal from the stoppage. And I, I was like, oh my God, he's going to win the Brown though. We've got the greatest <laughs> player of all time. And yeah, yeah, maybe that's an option of just sparking something yeah. by chucking someone somewhere for five minutes. I don't know if that's dumb because you're going away from what your structure is and what your plan is. Mm. But I don't know. At least there's a few options to try and spark things up at at stages. Like you can easily throw Williams in there and see what can happen. But is he something that you'd like to see? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I think it's more, yeah, thinking about the the back line where it's like, okay, well, if if McDonald and Stocker are going to come back in the next couple of weeks, it's like, well, okay. Where are the where is where's everybody yeah. fit? And it would get people pretty excited to suggest that maybe Stocker into the midfield is always Ooh. an option. But yeah, oh, wow. I don't know. I think I think we brought Williams to the club as a midfielder. It wouldn't hurt at some stage to give it a go mm. when we need to try yeah. something, which you mentioned. It's it's just the kind of thing that we just have not done in recent yeah. memory, have we? Where we just try something crazy. Mm. Remember, we used to chuck Fev to full back. Like, bring back those days. Don't remind me of that. Don't do the old, everything's going wrong. I know I know what a winner's this game. Weedering to full forward. Oh, I, I never want to see that. I never want to see times. that again. Um, only last year uh, against North. What a great game. Uh, oh, true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there a case for McDonald to come back this week? Would you have yeah. him over a Lewis Young and would you like him... Or would you like him in there as a three? Yeah, I, I have no issue at all with their with those three, and and giving one of them probably either Young or Weedering the mm. the intercepting role. Um, it would just mean that yeah, how does that work? Plowman out, and then yeah, someone else is going to have to be kind of a bit repositioned mm. um, to make that happen. But yeah, I, I'm you... I'm into it. Could you? I don't love it, actually. I take it back. I'm not going to even say it. Not even yeah. going to say it. I was almost going to say TDK out, but then I'm like, well, then we have no second ruck, and I don't want JSOS playing that ruck role because I think he's so vital to the forward. So, yeah, I'll yeah. scratch that. Uh, I, I saw a few comments as I was looking through Twitter of, of people saying um, young out for McDonald to come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm – yeah. Again, I I haven't really had an issue at all with Young in his in mm. his two performances. I, I wouldn't be bringing him straight out for McDonald, who also isn't exceptional. Um, yeah, they're they're both, they're both good, but yeah, I, I'm into trying the three because, like you said, that's what we came into this season expecting to be able to do. So it'd be nice yep. to give it a crack. So I guess uh, there's two questions I want to ask pretty much to finish this, and we kind of have answered it with our changes. But mm. are you? Just bring in the players that have been injured that should be in our best 22 in? Or would you like to see Vossi go, nah, eight changes? Mm. Stuff you guys for performing so badly, wholesale changes? Or would you just like to see the fact that we have, you know, a Cripps has to come back in, 
Pittenet, Durden, Stocker, like the the main ones, or would you like him to go nuts and really wield that? Yeah, wield it. Yeah, it's a good question. As as you know, I'm a firm believer of don't make changes like that after wins. Just do just work on injuries, and after performances like this, I am more open to it. I'm open to it, but I just don't know where that would be. Mm -hmm. Like if it was Dow to come in to play midfield time and Cripps is healthy, yeah, uh, I think you'd be crazy to put Kennedy back. Uh, after, yeah. after one game like this or anything like that. Maybe if there was like, uh, like oh, I guess this counts as an injury one, but if Honey was fit, I could see like Fisher or someone like that yeah. getting that that treatment. But yeah, I think at this stage, it's mm-hmm. it's what we've discussed is what I would go with, which still is a fair few changes mm-hmm. um, yeah. week to week. I agree. I think I'm in the same camp. And look, the, the good thing is technically we're still undefeated. If you're talking about the reserves, have not lost a game. Oh. I believe they may be on top of the ladder. Let me have a look at this. Yeah, Surely I, they think, are. I think you're right. I think you're right. But, I mean, the fact that the, the best thing about this situation at the moment where we've had this bad loss, we've got guys that are itching to come in. You've got, even though Motlop didn't play, he's been so good so far this year. And yeah, yep. we are on top of the ladder, which is beautiful. Gee, look at that. Percentage of 186.4. It's ridiculous. Holy moly. But we've got these guys playing well. We're winning games that can hopefully seamlessly step in and really push that, you know, if a Jack Martin's having a bad game, someone has to come in because we are winning in the two. So definitely a good problem to have, and hopefully they can keep winning and putting pressure on those that aren't performing. But I'll ask you one last question before we head. If I could ask you, and this is, this is a big one, oh, one thing to see this week against Port that isn't just the win, what would that be? If you could nail down one thing that you want to see against Port Adelaide, what is it, Lockie? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> give me, give me yours one. first while I think about it. Because it's so hard for me. It's so hard for me to go away from the clearances thing, and I, I don't want it to be a I don't want it to be a stats thing. Yeah. I want it to be a feel thing. So you go. Yeah, I think I just want to see that that four quarter effort. Like I understand there's going to be momentum swings at times, but I really want to see on the stats and on everything that we have been the better side. For the whole game, and you can't go, mm. oh, it was just the fact that we scored 30 points in the second quarter is the reason we won. I want a definitive, mm. this Port team are the bottom team this year. They're yeah. no one, everyone will beat them. They're the new North Melbourne. You know, North have overtaken them. That's what I want to see this week. If it could be one thing, yeah, it's that response, four-quarter effort. Finally, we're not that team that loses when another team needs a win. Yeah, I love that. That I love that. And that's that sparked me because I'm going to say that my one thing is I want when we're watching this game us oh we're going to mate oh we're we need to plug win. this. <laughs> Just realize where we're going to be. We are not going to be at the G. We're going to be in beautiful Airlie Beach watching this <sighs> with the fellas. So, gee, we haven't watched a game together in a while. That's going to be nice. Have not. It's going to be But I want nervous. I want us to look at each other during this game and say they care about that performance yeah. last week, yeah. and they are showing they are showing us that they think that that was unacceptable, mm. and it's not no. us getting the first five goals kicked on us, and we go, oh no, 
that wasn't the anomaly. They don't care. Yeah. Whatever it is, some something to say that was that was the anomaly. They they care. Yeah. Look, I want to be enjoying that performance. I want to be sitting, you know, on the witch Sundays, sipping some cocktails, watching the Blue Baggers win, having a lovely time. Because I tell you what, <laughs> this Carlton team did not have a good time on the Jared Witch Sundays on Sunday oh. because that was one of the worst. I'm worst out. performances and worst puns I've ever done there, but I had to throw that in. But no, yeah, we will unfortunately be missing, and it feels weird. I don't know if you felt it. It didn't feel good watching on a TV. I missed being at the it. game, and yeah, so we unfortunately we'll be watching it on the TV on the KO, but we'll be yep. lapping lapping it up in the lovely. Queensland Sun. So, yes, look, that is going to wrap this one up. Let us know in the comments below on YouTube um, if you're watching it there, your changes and ins and outs that you would have this week. If you're on Spotify, drop us a star review. Hopefully it's the five. That's what we'd like to see. And if you're on Apple Podcast, I think you can even write a little review. So write us something nice. I forgot to check this week if there were some. So I will make sure to hold all of them for next week and we'll read them out for you. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us. Hopefully we are back with a win next week, back to winning ways, make a new streak. See you guys next time.